home of Arizona Cardinals football. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Burns and Gambo, Big Red Monday, Crosstalk. Gambo's here for some Big Red Crosstalk following the Cardinals' 27-17 win over the Rams in Los Angeles yesterday. Gambo, how we doing? Luke, what's going on? <laughs> Not much, man. What's up, Johnny? How's that for some enthusiasm? Uh, well, yeah. No, I mean, listen, I think we all should be excited. I mean, I was. Uh, it's fun to watch them finally beat the Rams. They, you know, they struggle to beat the Rams. They had only... Football game, come away with a win. Keep yourself, keep yourself alive in a playoff hunt. Gamble, I think every conversation with the game yesterday has to start with Buda Baker. So, just what did you think of, of him even being able to play, and then also make a make a play towards the end of the game? You know what I think, Luke, is that Hard Knocks really gave us some insight into the fact that he was really, really hurt. So, yeah. you know, I mean, you could see the pain on his face, the anguish. You could see, man, he. There was no way he was going to play after the Hard Knocks episode that you saw. So they were able to take us inside to where you really, you know, no, but it's just, hey, Buddha's on the injury list with an ankle. Okay, then you don't really know, you know. Oh, he's on the injured list. So many guys are on the injured list. But because of Hard Knocks, we got some detail onto how injured he was. Like, we saw him struggling to walk, the pain, what he got to his. So the fact that he played is just like we, we, inconceivable, right? We almost can't believe that he went out there and played and played so well after what we had seen on the Hard Knocks episode. Yeah, no, no doubt about it, Johnny. So who gets your game ball, Buddha or Colt McCoy? Colt McCoy. Well, I mean, I was. this is what I, I said this last week. Like, look, I'm not rooting for Kyler to be injured, but, man, I want to – I'm a big believer, big believer, that the majority of the issues on this team stems from Kyler, not Cliff. Now, I'm not saying Cliff's not to blame, but I'm a big believer that in watching game film, which I know you get to watch game film too, yeah. the game film that I watch, man, they run a lot of the same concepts that other teams run. There's plays that are open all over the field, and Kyler, Kyler misses them. Kyler's great when his first read is open, but if his first read is not open, he's terrible. So I was really looking forward to seeing what would happen if a veteran quarterback with a lot of experience could come in and run the offense. And Colt came in, he got rid of the ball very quickly, a little bit over two seconds. He hit a lot of intermediate passes, 10 to 20 yards. Um, he got hop involved, he got more. I thought he did a great job. So you know, that just, to me, it solidifies my belief that the majority of the problems with the offense stem from Kyler. Uh, Gambo's joining us right now for some Big Red Crosstalk. We heard your report a little bit there during the update, Gambo, but what are you hearing about Zach Ertz? They don't think it's an ACL, but they don't know for sure. Okay, now he's going to miss some time, but they're they're hoping that it's not, and the belief is that it's not an ACL. But I can't report it's not going to be an ACL injury. But it's a big blow. I mean, it's a it's a big blow. He's a big part of that. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, if he is going to be out for any you know extended period of time, which I you know I imagine he is going to be, you know, we're more than halfway through the season. He's going to miss a few games. That that hurts because right now you're you know that game against the 49ers, I mean, every game's a must win game. You know, right? They have to finish six and two, in my opinion, after that three and six start to get to the playoffs. So every game is almost a must win game for them. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask you right now. Where are you on their four and six start right now for the Cardinals? I'm going to stick, you know, Wolf, with what I've said all along. I think that they dug themselves too big of a hole to get out of. And, you know, I think that they can, 
I think that that's a big win yesterday, and I think that eliminates the Rams. You know, but you know, Green Bay won yesterday, and the Giants won yesterday, yeah. and you know, Atlanta. I mean, you just thought the, you know, there were some teams that got some wins. Um, you know, you can't really end up in a tie with Seattle because they have the tiebreaker over you, unless it's a three-way tie. I, you just got to win. I mean, I think, you know, you hate to say it's game by game, but it really is. You take it one game at a time. You try to get back to 500, and the NFC is not very good overall outside of the East, so maybe you give yourself a chance. But my re- my feeling on them not being able to get a playoff spot was simply, I don't think, I didn't think based on the way they played, they were capable of go, game bowl going 6-2. and two. Yeah. Yeah, well, that defense yesterday, Cooper Cup got hurt, but before he got hurt, he had negative one receiving yards. He had 44 in the first meeting, and there was one of the, the games last year where they, they held him down pretty well. No Byron Murphy yesterday. Were you surprised they were able to do that to Cooper Cup? Well, Walford was terrible. Um, that's first off. I mean, Walford was terrible. But I, I, I've been impressed with these. Look, I think Kai made some good draft picks, and I think they've just taken a little bit longer to develop. But Jai Sanders has more sacks than Chandler Jones right now. He was a beast yesterday. Um, coming out of Cincinnati, everybody loved him, and now he's finally getting an opportunity to play. And, you know, Zayvon Collins was really, has been really good, and so has Isaiah Simmons, and Antonio Hamilton was great yesterday. But, you know, the draft picks, the Zayvon, Isaiah, uh, Majai Sanders. Some of these young kids are really, really playing well right now. So do you think we see Kyler Murray next week? What I heard is that there's no quarterback controversy. If he can't run, he can't play. So right now it's, you know, I mean, I would think it's trending towards Colt McCoy. It's trending that way. I mean, if Kyler's not able to run, they're not going to play him. Right. Now we could, I mean, that quarterback, this quarterback discussion, if Colt McCoy's 3-0 and against the NFC West, mm-hmm. who gives, and this is a fair question. This, is, this isn't if we hate Kyler. Who gives you a better chance to win next week? Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy? I mean, it's a fair question to ask. No, it is. Uh, we were talking about this off the air before. I mean, an injured Kyler Murray, I don't, I don't think they win yesterday if he's playing at 80% out there. Gambo, last one from me. Uh, you mentioned earlier, and you've said this before, you think Kyler might be more of the issue than Cliff. Do you think people back off Cliff after seeing what his offense was able to do with a different quarterback yesterday, or is that just life of the head coach? No. No, I don't think they back off a of Cliff. I mean, that was a one-game reprieve, but there's still issues that are on Cliff. There's still problems with getting play goals in uh, on time and, you know, the delay of games and, the you know, not saving your timeouts. And uh, there are still things that are on Cliff. I mean, there's no question that, you know, I mean, Cliff has not had a great year. But I think that – I do think that, that the concepts that he runs offensively are very similar to what everybody else runs. They may not be as dynamic, and they may not add to those concepts – you got to build off of them, right? You got to build off of them. So, you know, when Patrick Peterson says, "Oh, I know that play," well, you know, you, you got you want you want the defense to think they know the play, but then it's something different. So, build off of the concepts, but the concepts are very similar to what everybody else runs. Uh, so, I don't think that Cliff runs a terrible offense. He's always had great offenses his whole life. So, I really do, you know, and I, you know, I know Wolf looks at the game film too. I'm telling you, Kyler's missing open guys all the time. But if that first read is not open, he looks to get out of the pocket and bail and run or just at least create some time. But I think the issue is his inability to go through progressions, to, to make a read that's not the first read. 
I think that's what's holding this offense back more than anything else. A lot of the pre-snap read, I think, that's something that he's going to do a lot of learning, I think, today from Colt McCoy. That pre-snap read, the configuration of the secondary based on the personnel group, of course, and the formation that you have. That's where he's got to improve, I think, the most. And but he's hopefully... had, Wolf, he's got, what, 55, 57 starts under his yeah. belt? Yeah. You're four years in, like if he, I mean, is it fair to ask if he hasn't improved yet? Is it is it possible that he'll just never get that part of it? Yeah, no, I think it's fair to ask the question. I, I for me, I think uh, the question is, yeah, he can get better at doing that pre-snap read and understanding what that means and where to go with the ball. But once again, um, that's just me because it is fair to ask. Gambo, great stuff, man. We'll be listening at two o'clock. All right, boys, thanks. Okay, Johnny. That's Gambo checking in right there for some big red cross talk. When we come back, Cliff Kingsbury came out aggressive in L.A. yesterday, and this time it paid off. We're going to react next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, we got Cliff Kingsbury coming up here in about a half hour. It is Wolf and Luke on a big red Monday following a big Cardinals win over the Rams in L.A. It, uh, it can. It doesn't necessarily change the whole course of the season, but it certainly can, Wolf. And I liked the desperation the Cardinals played with. I liked the mm. poise Colt McCoy played with. And i got to be honest, I liked, you know, look, I think we've been pretty consistent on this show. Cliff Kingsbury has got to be better in these first nine games. Yes. But it's not anywhere near all his fault. And we said this on Friday, too. Everybody just wants to fire the coach. That's great. You fire the coach, and you're going to be the same team. you got to figure other stuff out as well. I thought Players make plays. Players make plays. And Gam- Gambo that. just said that last segment. Gambo just basically said what we've been saying as well. Look at the quarterback, too. Look at everybody. It's, it's not. If it were as simple as fire this guy, and you're going to win the Super Bowl, and everything gets fixed, then you would do that. Now, I get it. I get a lot of fans freak out because you gave him a five-year extension. And so, again, to stay consistent on this show, yes. I would have given. I would have let him have this year to prove it. I would have let him have the whole year and then see where you're at at the end of the season. With all these injuries, eight and nine, maybe you keep him, even if you don't make the playoffs. But you got you got to look at the whole picture. Yesterday, I thought he, he coached a pretty good football game, to be honest. Yeah, before you actually sign somebody to a five-year extension, you're pretty committed to him. You're, you're pretty uh, sure. Sounds like You're it. pretty convicted that this guy um, deserves a five-year extension. And because of that, you're not going to fire him after a year. You're just not going to do it. And again, I will continue to contend that if it was anybody else, if it was some guy that came up through the ranks where people actually knew his name, as opposed to being a college coach that got fired and then all of a sudden got hired away as the offensive coordinator from USC, I'm just, ta- I'm just saying right now, if it was anybody else, the NFL Anati would be celebrating Cliff Kingsbury and the fact that he won five, eight, and 11 games and took him to the playoffs. They'd say, of course they're going to give him an extension. It would not even be a question. It wouldn't. But because of the course and the path he took, people aren't going to let him ever live that down. No, all you can do is win, and the Cardinals did yesterday. They have not been doing it enough this year. I mean, some of it is the fact that you're coaching a team with a losing record. You're going to hear some heat, but you're right. It, it, it does feel amplified with Cliff because it just he seems to be the one you can look at and say, well, his path to get here was weird anyway. Absolutely. It must all be him, and um, if, I guess if that's the case, it was all him that they won yep. yesterday. I'm not, <laughs> I don't know. 
either way, it was a little alarming to see Colt McCoy come in and all of a sudden everything looked that much better on offense. Like, oh, hey, everything can just click on offense. But you mentioned this earlier in the show, and there was no way to not notice it at the start of the game. And the announcers started bringing it up at like eight or nine straight, but 11 straight pass plays <laughs> to start the game. Here's Cliff after the game on that. Yeah, I mean, they're really good up front. And we knew we had four out of the five starting offensive linemen down. And it, I didn't want to be in second and long, third and long. And we knew there'd be space in there. And, and I knew that Cole could pick it apart and be accurate. And, um, you know, he's really good at pre-snap recognition. That's what he did. So we wanted to come out and throw it and try to get in a rhythm. And then he was able to do that. That's really cool right there when he said, you know what, I, I knew there'd be space in there. What do you think he's talking about? Well, the Rams play an awful lot of zone. That's what they're doing. And they're put, they're putting two safeties high. Of course, right? And rushing four the vast majority of the time, that's what they did. Sometimes they would rush five, no doubt, but they're still playing a lot of zone. And that's what he's alluding to when he says that. I knew there'd be a lot of space in there. And Colt McCoy, as a veteran quarterback, knows how to read that coverage and understands a lot of the route combinations and where he might go with the ball even before the snap. It's called a pre-snap read, and there have been some quarterbacks that have been legendary with their pre-snap read. Graybeard, Kurt Warner, one of the best to ever have done it. Just looking at a configuration of a secondary based on his formation, knowing right now what coverage, being able to guess what coverage you're going to be in and where my hot might actually be and where I'm going to go with the ball. Kurt was legendary for for doing that and being very, very good at it. Well, you know what? I think Colt McCoy is pretty much the same type of guy, a guy that does an awful lot of study, a guy that understands pre-snap read and the import of pre-snap read, and a guy that went out and executed it. Yeah, and it's going to be an interesting spot now going into this game on Monday because we were just talking about this with Gambo as well. I, I, I am... <laughs> It's weird to say I get it because you took Kyler number one overall and he he can make plays on the field that nobody else can make. But if he's not like close to what, what can you realistically be going into week eleven of the season ninety percent and nobody's going to be at a hundred percent. But right. if you're telling me it's like if it's the same as it was, if this he feels week, his hammy at all, yeah. if he feels his hammy at all, or like he said right on if he my blank, yeah. You know, my blank, I tweaked my blank, whatever you said. I forget what it was. He said some stuff. But, yeah, there's some stuff right there, right? If he feels it at all, man, don't play him. Let him get healthy. I, 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 was, I was hit by that notion throughout the game yesterday, just watching it, and we'll never know. But Kyler Murray at 75%, where he, he's not, you know, we saw him still move in this the sure. Seattle game after he got hurt. Yeah. But where he didn't feel comfortable taking off and running and just the way things have been going, Kyler Murray yesterday at like 70, 75%. I don't think they win that game. Or if they do, they win like 9-6 to six or something just because the Rams can't score either. But uh, So yeah, I mean, if it comes down to, okay, we can have Colt McCoy, although he's banged up too now, but if you can have Colt McCoy at like 90% or Kyler at like 70%, big picture, I want Kyler. This week against the 49ers, I want yeah. whoever's going to give me the best chance to win this one game and keep things going. Uh, and the other thing I would say too in relation to Cliff, this certainly does not look like a team that has quit on their head coach. No. You know, and sometimes Good you'll point. see that at this point in the season if things are going south. 
they played like they were backed into a corner yesterday, which is all you can ask. And that was one of the things I enjoyed as well about Cliff and the way that he called this game. There's no doubt Cliff Kingsbury was aggressive with his play call. And when I say that, I'm not saying, oh, that was a good play call. Oh, that was a good call right there. Oh, boy, I love that scheme right there. I'm not talking about that. I am not. I'm talking about the the philosophy. I'm talking about the game plan overall. There's there's no way in the world it was an accident that they came out and threw the ball the first eleven times. No. That was not an accident. There's no way somebody went to Cliff after ten and were like, "Hey, do you realize we've thrown ten straight times?" See, for me right now, in retrospect, I could not see it while it was happening. I could not understand the possibility of that happening going into the game. But in retrospect, and looking at it from this end here this morning and here this afternoon, to me, you could see why. He did it because they didn't expect it. The Rams, there was no way the Rams were going to expect him to come out and throw the ball 11 consecutive times. And yet that was so important that Colt McCoy got off to a good start, that this offense gets off to a good start. You got four backups starting on the offensive line. What are you doing? Well, Cliff, what are you doing throwing the ball 11 consecutive times? Surprising everybody in the stadium is what he was doing. See, this is what I'll say. Cliff's obviously not a perfect coach. I'll keep putting out the disclaimer. They're three and six coming into that game yesterday. He has to shoulder a big chunk of the blame, and he does no as a head coach, and he no would tell you that. Doubt. But coming out and throwing eleven straight plays, <laughs> if that doesn't work, he's just getting shredded today. Shredded. I like the mentality of I don't care how people are going to respond. We got to do something crazy to win this game in L.A. I, I still I want that to be the mentality of my coach. As I've said a million times on the show, like Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley makes me nervous. And Cliff does this sometimes, too, where it's like, oh, let's go for it on fourth down on yep. our own 32 just to go for it. Yesterday, he went for it three times on fourth down, but they were all situations where if they got the first down, there was a very tangible and like instant reward, and they converted all three fourth downs, too. Yeah, you know, for me, once again, all three of those possessions where he went for it on fourth down, they scored 17 points on those possessions. And those fourth downs came in the middle of those possessions. It wasn't like this desperate last fourth down, you know, we were on the four, we're going to throw it. No, it was in the middle of those possessions. So, yeah, you know what? That resulted in 17 points, and you won the game because of that. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. It's just one win, but does it get the Cardinals back into this race in the NFC? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Back here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. It is Wolf and Luke. Cliff Kingsbury is going to join us in about 10 minutes for his weekly exclusive with us. Get his thoughts on yesterday's win over the L.A. Rams. Wolf, a uh, team that is not going in the right direction in L.A. It is, it is crazy what that team looks like after winning the Super Bowl nine months ago. It really is, Luke. I, it's, it's almost... Um... <laughs> 
Shocking. I know that word. I use it a lot. Uh, but in this case, I'd, I'd agree with you. Yeah, a lot of people come up to me and say, Wolf, is anything believable? <laughs> I guess I say unbelievable a lot, right? Um, but it is shocking to see the Rams struggle the way that they are. Um, even when Matthew Stafford was out there playing, man, it wasn't like Matthew Stafford was ripping it up. He threw eight touchdowns in eight games and had eight picks in those eight games and a quarterback rating that was under 85, which isn't great. Scoring 16 and a half points a game. Imagine scoring 16 and a half points a game. This offense uh, did not look like the offense that won the Super Bowl. And honestly, even the defense to some degree, the defense has struggled. Now, their rush defense typically has been really, really good. And that's why it was kind of cool to see Cliff kick into the rush offense a little bit in that second half. Start running the ball a lot more and be a lot more balanced in that second half. But you know what? They had a lead. And that's what made it. It opens a lot more doors for you offensively. Uh, Here's Buda Baker after the game. How much of a confidence boost one win in L.A. can be? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely good. It's definitely great. Um, Just get get back in the W win column is definitely awesome. But, you know, uh, we got another divisional opponent in Mexico. You know, have a good night. Get back to work tomorrow. And, uh, you know, time time to go. Still time to go. You could see it. Uh, with the Zayvon Collins interception against Seattle two weeks ago, like this fan base, as much as this has been a, an emotional and frustrating season, like that pick six by Zayvon in the Seattle game, that that crowd went crazy at State yeah. Farm Stadium. Like this fan base is ready to erupt if you give them anything positive. And yesterday, the Cardinals gave them something positive. You're gonna have to string wins together. This is the next test now, and it's crazy that you got to go, you, you, you know, your biggest game of the season and your chance to to string a couple wins in the division together is going to be in a completely different country. Like, it's such a different uh, stage for that game, but it's the biggest game of the year now. Yeah, you know, it's just so weird that we're in this situation where we're sitting here, me and you, Luke, and we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals and still the possibility of winning two of these three NFC West games Mm -hmm. that we were talking about because I never thought it would be the Rams and the 49ers. Well, the Niners are going to be the hardest one. now, Now, the Niners, yes, is definitely going to be the more difficult one. There's no doubt about it. But I was so sure they were going to beat the Seattle Seahawks uh, at State Farm I, Stadium. I, yeah. I, I, I was in. so I in sure that, too. that was going to be the case. Um, yeah, I was kind of hopeful that somehow, some way, even though the Cardinals have struggled mightily against Sean McVay and the Rams, 11-1 until yesterday. Now they're 11-2. <laughs> Ron Wolfley reporting. 2-3 and three in their last five. Um, well, that's true. <laughs> See, okay, let's, good let's, for you. I like the way you're trying to look at it. Let's spin this a little happier. Oh, look how positive you put that in the positive category. Now, right one of there. those three losses with the playoffs, so now we're back okay, in the now, negative. Okay, now we're into the negative. Yeah. I'm just going to slide go that over if you don't mind. But once again, um, they had won 8% of the games against Sean McVay the Not last great. 12 times they had played them. So you knew it was going to be tough. They get that win, and now here it is. If you would have told me it would have been the Rams and the 49ers that you might actually win, I would have said, man, there's no way. Two of the three has to include Seattle. The fact they got swept by the Seahawks, 
man, that's 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 I it. Still can't believe the two the two most frustrating and demoralizing games of it the season for me are both the Seahawks games. You just needed to split, and How yet the Seahawks are they're in first place. They wouldn't the be NFC West. If, if you had split with well, them. They, yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. With them, and they, good I, point. I don't know. I mean, I guess you got to give them credit, but I I'm kind of with you. I still think the 49ers are the better team. Again, I want to get this on record. Pete Carroll has done an incredible job. He's doing a great job coaching. Probably maybe his win best coach of the year. Him or Brian Dable got to be up there right now. I'm, I'm probably forgetting somebody off the top of my head, but those two got to be up there. Real quick, Isaiah Simmons yesterday, a small step to the run they want to go on. Yeah, I mean, I just think that it was just a small step to the run that we're going to go on. So, um, you know, this is this is the just the first domino that we have to knock over. So, like I said, I'm excited for tomorrow. We'll get back to work and um, go on this run for the rest of the season. You can look at this two ways now, Wolf, and I know we'll get into this more over the next seven days. You got the 49ers standing in your way. That defense, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, all these players, Brandon Ayuk's having a great year. Or you can look at it as what's standing in your way of getting back in this race is Jimmy G. <laughs> like it really I mean the quarterback of the team that is standing in your way is Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not yeah. like you it's not like you have to go beat Patrick Mahomes on Monday. Yeah. But San Francisco is just a I think a loaded team that hasn't totally figured out how to use all of their parts yet. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one right there. Uh, I do believe that um Jimmy G can be had, you know that. I do believe he also is a very capable game manager, a guy that will go out there and allow you give you the opportunity to win games. It's not like he's making a lot of mistakes right in the middle of the pack for the most part in terms of his interception rate in the National Football League. And at the same time, um, it's an opportunity, man. This defense is gaining a little bit of confidence, I think. And although the numbers aren't great, um, either is Jimmy G. And I think there are ways to get to him, knock him around a little bit, move him off his spot, and then we'll see if he comes through for his team, but you got to stop the run to begin with because Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Shanahan, they love running the ball against the Cardinals. Yeah, they do, and now Eli Mitchell's running again and Debo Samuel can be a runner. Debo's had weird numbers this season, but uh, but certainly in one game you know, he's he's not exactly the easiest he's, guy to stop. Yeah, he's been all over the place this year. It's weird. They're not totally using him the same way, it doesn't feel like. Yeah, you know, it's weird because um, Debo Samuel, not really getting an awful lot done and Christian McCaffrey as well not hitting the highs that I thought he would alright we come back what did Cliff Kingsbury think of Colt McCoy's performance against the Rams we're going to ask the Cardinals head coach next it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports the local sports leader your home for everything Cardinals Arizona Sports the local sports leader in the red zone with Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury presented by Earnhardt Hyundai and Ford dealers no bowl since 1951 all right, we're back here. It is Wolf and Luke live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center, joined by Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury, as we are every week at this time. Uh, coach, congratulations on the win in L.A. And I guess let's just start there. This is two years in a row you guys have gotten a win over the Rams, and that had been an issue prior to last season. Not that you've like figured them out, but that's a divisional opponent, and that's obviously the defending Super Bowl champs. What does that do for you guys? Yeah, we obviously needed a win. Um, both teams 
struggling to find themselves, if you will, and an identity. Uh, both had starting quarterbacks out, and I thought our guys showed up with the right energy, right attitude, played really hard from the start, and uh, made enough plays to, to win in the end. I thought the turnovers were huge, and um, then Colt was really efficient and limited the negative plays, and uh, we were able to score enough points to get it done. And talk to me a little bit more detail about Colt McCoy and the job he did, Cliff. Yeah, just stepping in like he did. I thought the entire week, the way he carried himself, um, the way he prepared, the way he led, I, I thought it was awesome. It's not easy to do that in that situation with, with limited reps, particularly when he was basically out all of training camp, didn't practice a lot at the beginning of the season and still come in and be that efficient was impressive. And um, we needed we needed him to step up and, and play big, and he did. You said this, uh, I think you actually said it at halftime, 38 snaps in the first half, just one negative play. How much of that was him and how much of that was that sort of desperation from your team? Yeah, I think a little of both. Uh, we understood the negative plays have been killing us. We want to keep that number to five or six. We feel like that gives us a really good chance to win every game. And recently it's been 13, 14, 15 negative plays and get you off schedule. And you just can't survive like that in this league, particularly against some of the top-tier teams. And that's what had, had really been hurting us. And uh, we were able to stay on schedule and, and stay in that game. How many of those plays in the first possession were scripted? Uh, quite a few. Quite a few, yeah. We wanted to come out and throw it and – Get the ball in space, uh, you know, with four out of the five starting offensive linemen from the beginning of the season out, we, we knew it would be tough sledding in there early. And so we wanted to get the ball in space, make those guys run side to side, and then settle into the run game and try to get something going. Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury joining us right now. How much of those first, I think it was 11 straight passes, how much of that was also, <laughs> there's no way they could possibly expect 11 straight passes to start the game? There's a little bit of everything in that. I think um, from the first time we, we played them, we knew that was going to be their uh, philosophy against us. You know, give us space, expect us to get off schedule. They'd get a sack here or there. And so we came out uh, with some quick throws and got it out of our hand and, and let our playmakers run around in space. But, I saw that you backed off in the second half, though, right? You, a lot more balance in the second half. Was that because you had a lead? Yeah, I mean, we, we'd like to do that more often. We just haven't had a lead, I don't think, for much of the season to this point. But that's how our really our recipe for winning has, has been at its best when James can um, you know lean on those guys late and, and play that physical style of football we like to play when we have the lead. You mentioned the offensive line to be missing four of your starters against Aaron Donald and the rest of those guys on that defense. Why were they so effective? I know I'm sure some of it was Colton and, and the, the play calling and just getting the, the passes out quickly, but that's a lot of inexperience on the offensive line. Yeah, got to give those guys a lot of credit. I thought they battled. I thought the competitive spirit was outstanding throughout the week. Um, Coach Kugler, Coach Nagin did a tremendous job of, of really prepping those guys, getting them on the same page, building that rapport, and they came out and battled their tails off, and Cole did a nice job of getting out and, and making sure he didn't take many sacks when he could, and uh, that kept us on schedule, and those guys held up when they had to. What do the analytics say on going 3-for-3 three three on 4th down and scoring 17 points Yeah, I mean, different positions? Everybody thinks it's like, by choice, like, I'm over going for it on 4th down. Like, I don't want to be in those situations. Like, we got to get first downs here, but that's how it's been kind of going for us and hopefully we can avoid all those situations moving forward. Did you think, was that more desperation mode going into this game, Cliff, 
knowing, man, we've got to win this game. I just knew when we had our opportunities to put it away, we needed to put it away. Um, I felt confident in the way Cole was seeing it, the way receivers were playing, the space they were creating. And so there were a couple of times I felt really good about um, just getting it out of his hand and he was going to go to the right place with it. Talking to Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury, I can't believe we've gone this far into the uh, the interview without bringing up Buda Baker. Uh, <laughs> aside from the interception, aside from what he always does from this team, it seemed like watching the game, if he's going to go out there and play with that injury, that it, it instantly raises the bar that everybody else has to clear. There's no doubt. I mean, people don't want to let that, that type of effort down. When you see a guy who, beginning of the week, they're telling you two to three weeks, and, and then on Friday he's jogging around out there saying, hey, I'm going to go. Um, special individual and, and what an amazing player and, and leader, and uh, that was awesome to see. How about some other guys that stood out on the defensive side of the ball, Cliff? Yeah, I thought J.J. Watt was, was a terror inside. Yeah. He had five quarterback hits. You know, he picked up the one fumble um, that should have been a touchdown. Four, he had a sack. Uh, he was, was dominant inside. And, and then Antonio Hamilton, I think he had ten tackles, two passes defended. The one had a chance for the pick six, and he just keeps getting more and more comfortable. He missed all that time with the incident early in the season, uh, but he's back and playing at a high level. J.J. let everybody hear about that. Should have been a touchdown. He let the ref hear about it, too, um, which was not the best time to do that. But the ref ref could have banged him with a 15-yard and only gave him five. So he he made up for it. And talk to me about MyJ Sanders and how he played. Yeah, he made – that was his best game as a pro. Uh, Run game, a couple of those um, quarterback read type plays when they put in their backup quarterback to run that that zone read and and that QB power stuff. Um, That's not easy to defend, and, and he played it perfectly. And then obviously had the big strip sack, but he he keeps coming on. His his practice habits have just gotten better and better. And when he goes on scout team, he goes a million miles per hour, and it's paying off for him when he's getting the live reps. We talked about him a little bit last week. It was kind of lost in the shuffle, but Rondale Moore, another really good game. These last three weeks, he seems to be turning a corner. Yeah, he is, and, and that's just being able to be out there. You know, his career so far, and even his last couple years of college, there was just some injuries that, that kept him out of rhythm. And um, watching him detail it up, and he reminds me of Christian Kirk with his details and how he works and his blocking and just whatever you ask him to do, he's going to try and do it at a high level. And then his, his run after catch stuff is as good as anybody in the league. And we just got to keep finding ways to get him the ball. Cliff, what do we know about Zach Ertz and his health? Yeah, we'll see the next couple of days how that plays out. Um, they're going to run some more tests and, and probably won't be able to go this week. And, and we'll just see where it goes from there. Talking to Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury, now you have this game that really defines your season at this point, and it's in Mexico City. It's Monday Night Football. There's all this extra stuff on top of it. you got the Hard Knocks cameras around here. Uh, is, is this the point now where you don't even say anything to your guys about how big the game is? Because I'm assuming they already know. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this is an incredible experience first off to be able to go to that stadium, that legendary stadium, and play in front of 100,000 plus fans, and um, then play a division opponent who's you know one of the Super Bowl favorites He's playing at a really high level. It's it's going to be a great game and a great experience, and our guys will be fired up for this one. How are you going to handle the quarterback position this week? Yeah, we'll see how, how Kyler feels. Um, playing a team like the 49ers, you better be full speed if you're going to play against them. And so we want him to be 100% where he can take off and do the things he does, and we'll just have to go day by day with it. He's the number one overall pick and, and obviously got the big contract, but are there elements of what Colt McCoy does that he could incorporate into his game that he's, he's still learning? Yeah, I think every 
you know, young quarterback is always going to be trying to evolve and, and build and learn. And uh, he's very fortunate to have a guy like Cole McCoy in that quarterback meeting room with him. And that guy's been a, a godsend to all of us here um, because of that. His knowledge of the game, work ethic, all the things he does. And on top of that, he's played at a really high level for us. So I think he's always learning from Colt. And um, it's been a, been a great relationship. Did you guys watch the tape together? Just curious as to whether or not you guys sitting in a room, did you watch it together, Cliff? Yeah, they, they watched it uh, with the quarterback's coach uh, today. Actually, probably doing it right now. So okay. They'll, they'll sit in there together, um, talk through things, and um, just see what they liked, what they didn't like, and how we can get better moving forward. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Congratulations, and uh, good luck in Mexico. Appreciate it, fellas. Thanks, Cliff. Right. That's Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury following yesterday's 10-point win over the Rams in Los Angeles, and now that sets the stage for a very big one in Mexico City. Monday night football. Let's not lose the focus on that, too. This is not some game that's at 6 in the morning here, local. It's Monday night football against Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and the 49ers. Man, I know. I just cannot wait for that. It's a different 49ers team, too. It feels different. Their defense is absolutely balling. Now, that doesn't feel different. That's that part pretty of standard, it, yeah. It's pretty much the offensive side of the ball. For whatever reason, it just doesn't feel like the 49ers. Well, they don't... They add Christian McCaffrey midseason. Debo's not doing what he did last year yet. It, it does feel like they're going to put it all together, and you just assure sure. the Cardinals make sure it's not this week they put it all together. I know, exactly. But, George Kittle, the I best tight end in yeah, the game of football. Seriously, how do you forget that? I don't Luke? know. I, I'm trying to forget it. He's the two-way guy. You can run, you can throw, you do whatever you want because you got George we got, Kittle. We got Wolf talking about tight ends. i got to wrap up the show. Thanks to Aaron Maloney. Thanks to Lauren Koval, Jesse Morrison back at the uh, studios for Wolf. I'm Luke. we got Burns and Gambo next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Peace and strength. Listening to In the Red Zone with Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Presented by Earnhardt Hyundai and Ford Dealers. No bowl since 1951. Your home for everything Cardinals. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.